0: Welcome to the Big Texas Outdoors Podcast. All things outdoors. So gear up and get ready. Let's go. Hey guys, John and Keen here. Telling you, start your morning off right with a hot cup of Dirty Duck Coffee. Go to dirtyduckcoffee.com. Cruise website, load up the cart, use code TEXASOUTDOORS, all one word, at checkout. Get 15% off of your order. That's
1: DirtyDuckCoffee.com. If you're looking for some pretty cool apparel, check out FoulFollower.com and use code BTO for a 15% discount off your first order. Yes, that's BTO as in Big Texas
0: Outdoors. Check them out today. All right, guys. Welcome back to the show. We are back again for part two of Mr.
1: Joe Petty. Joe, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. We uh, keep drinking on this bottle of whiskey. We might go for part three. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. My wife might not appreciate it. I've (laughs) got to bring her to a doctor's appointment tomorrow. Oh man. Uh, Either way. She's learned to live with my mistakes thus far so she probably blamed me i guarantee it <laughs> but yeah okay well, i learned from the best
2: no 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 no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> your wife puts up with your shenanigans too you've got a good one
2: yeah i do you've got very, a, good a one. very good you got a good one
1: i don't know how she puts up with it but she does she does that's all that matters absolutely so what I wanted to dive into is, you know, we've, we've talked about duck hunting. We've talked about Turkey hunting. We, we, we really haven't talked into to the, the third thing I would say on your resume is, is trapping. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that I am very ignorant to those of you that, that have listened to us in the past. Um, me and, and, a, a DeVillier who's been on, on the podcast a couple of different times, love to go throw down a collar and shoot them coming into a collar But I will say, from an unbiased opinion, based on the numbers that I've seen Petty put up, if you were really trying to cut down on predation on a piece of property, that trapping is probably the more successful rate, you know, as far as numbers go. It
2: is from an individual property. Okay. Um, Now, if you've got numerous properties that you can go call on, yeah, you can put up a lot of numbers um what we get hired into is whether it be a cattle farm a deer farm whatever they've got an issue with coyotes eating their babies eating the deer whatever or, ca- or calves whatever we get called in to eliminate the problem now yeah um typically we can do that in a week maybe two weeks um that's not going to stop it from happening again in six months, a year, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, most of my customers or clients, whatever you want to call them, I typically trap it once or twice a year. Um, so it's a it's a recurring. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Okay. Uh, the deal with coats. Back in the day, I mean, everybody trapped. When I was growing up, I mean that that was what you did. Um, nowadays. I can count on one hand the number, I, I can probably count on two fingers the number of people I know that actually trap. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people are doing the, you know, calling and stuff like that.
1: But as far as actually trapping, there's very few people that do it anymore. So, so what are you looking for when you, you get called into a piece of property? Hey, we've got coyotes eating mm-hmm. our fawns and, and we want you to, to provide a solution. Um, or or to eliminate the problem mm-hmm. what, what's something that you're 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 looking for
2: biggest thing sign okay i mean not to get terribly graphic but turds tracks yes. you know that's gonna be your telltale you know indicator uh i've got a high fence ranch here locally that i trap i probably actually trap it three or four times a year uh but keep in mind this man's got you know million dollars invested in animals mm-hmm. uh so the little bit he pays me is you know pays over a drop in the bucket compared yeah. to
0: what right what he could lose what he too. could
2: lose and i'm pretty much on a he calls me i show up that next day and get on it um in fact he called me yesterday i went out there yesterday evening me and chase and we caught three coyotes last night damn um so it's and that's on a 600 acre track um the deal with them it's 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 typically this time of year or maybe even a little later when the fawns start dropping that's when you start really noticing the predators um and it's kind of a i don't know you you want to You don't want to trap it after the problem's there. Mm -hmm. You want to trap it prior to when your babies are the most susceptible. Uh, Same thing be with turkey poults or whatever. If you're going to trap raccoons that eat the eggs, does you no good to trap them in the summer? Let's trap them, you know, early March before the hens go to nest. Same with deer when they start having babies in May, June, July, July. most of these high fence ranches, they're a South Texas strain deer. So they're typically a, you know, June, July, August, mm-hmm. uh, when the babies drop, um, same with cattle or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the earlier you can
1: get in there, the better. So, so what sort of numbers are you putting up? Like on this ranch, you're talking about specifically the high fence ranch annually. What, what do you Oh think? gosh. Are you? I mean, you said you you caught three last night. So are you? I probably catch fifty
2: to sixty coats a year off of
1: it on the same piece of property. Oh yeah, wow.
2: And now, let me rephrase that. I I trap. He's got the high fence part, and Mm -hmm. then he's got a low fence part that's got a lot of cattle. So I catch a lot of coats outside. But the way I look at it, and the the way he looks at it as well, the ones I can catch outside are potential ones that get inside right Right. so it's and i catch a lot of bobcats too bobcats are really people don't realize what a bobcat can do to a deer oh i can only imagine especially a fawn even full-grown deer bobcats are are you know everybody oh it's a cat you don't want to kill it blah blah blah. And, and i get it but they're pretty they're a very efficient predator.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. And so would you say, I mean, like raccoons, you mentioned raccoons and the turkey mm-hmm. eggs and stuff. Is that something you typically get called in to kind of mm-hmm. kind of move or get rid of or relocate or whatever the situation I get may be?
2: more <clears throat> raccoon calls is more like this time of year, they'll get in addicts and have their babies. Um, residential. I mean, I can't tell you how many raccoons I catch in just – residential houses really oh yeah that squirrels possums skunks skunks will be a october november deal um and why Why is that that's their maintenance season really yeah hmm. it's it's a uh, they'll get under people's houses you know people with pier houses and stuff like mm-hmm. that and um you'd be surprised at the I've always said it, if it wasn't for women, I wouldn't have a job because from a residential end, whether it be pest control or, or, or skunks or whatever, uh, most men could give a rat's rear end less, but the women,
1: yeah, they, they want it gone. That's right. <laughs> well, so. and so you've kind of made your whole career full circle off of getting rid of pests mm-hmm. one way or the other. You've got a pest control business. You've got a predator eradication company, a relocation company, predator mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, and you got duck hunts, and you got some deer hunts
2: too. I got some deer hunts. I got some axis hunts. Um, speaking of, we're about to start our summer axis. And so uh, that's uh, your local here in Southeast mm-hmm. Texas, okay? Yeah, and we got some really good, really good deer. This I've seen year. some pictures.
1: There are some mammoths um, in there.
2: I don't think I'm running my first hunt until like June 9th, Okay. maybe. Um, but we're gonna have some really good fall access as well. You so, know, so how many how many hunts do y'all intend to run this summer? Mm, I really don't know from a numbers standpoint, but um, we'll probably at least what I've got booked eight to ten. Okay, this summer uh, we'll run some white tail hunts this winter. Um, now, keep in mind these are, you know, 230, 250. They're, they're big white tails. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got some elk. We've got some black buck. Um, it's a pretty unique place, yep. to yep. be honest. Yeah, sounds like it. It is. My little boy <laughs> loves – he calls it a zoo, but <laughs> – <laughs> I, I mean, And it, it is. Ca- I mean, Yeah, it kind of is. Like, is. Do you blame him? No. I mean, I wish – I was as that little boy's got more he access to, I mean, he's already killed a javelina, an alligator, a Turkey at six years old at six years old. I didn't even know what those three things were. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <So>. No, a
1: hundred percent. That's awesome. Well, so as far as, so you are going to run some access hunts this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I guess the next thing that I would like to touch on, um, fishing. I know <laughs> that you have sent soldier you've sold your boat, mm-hmm. but I would go on a limb to say you're probably just as good as a fisherman as you are as a a duck hunting guide. I know you used to fish competitively to an extent, right? I mean, you used I to did. fish tournaments. I fished a couple of tournaments when you with you when I, I was did. younger. Um, and I know that you probably got some tournaments coming up that you're gonna fish with Tony. we do
2: uh me and tony are gonna fish uh the elite series team event in slidell in june and then i think uh south padre island in august um and actually i think we're gonna fish the indorama in july yeah i believe yeah um it is not as high up on my
1: list as it used to be. Representing team H.B. Neal, I guess I need to We are it. representing my, my boss H.B. To throw that plug in. So. <laughs> there you go. We, we are. H.B. Um, Neal and Sons for all your construction-related needs other than residential. Give there you go.
0: There you go. Um,
1: so that's commercial and industrial? Commercial, industrial, and institutional. <laughs> well, there you go. Yep. If <laughs> you need it, I'll build it. But we recruited a we, – we had – we went down to, we, we made it, we, we were sitting in a, in a conference meeting months ago, and we were talking about sponsoring, uh, providing a sponsorship for the Fisherama, um, and they were talking about, well, we get two teams with a sponsorship, I don't, I don't know who we're going to call. I said, I know exactly who we're going to call. I'm going to bring in the aces. I don't know about aces. but <laughs> I can tell you right now, we got a damn better chance of y'all fishing it than me going to jump in a boat and going to try to catch some redfish. I don't so.
2: know about that. I've seen you. You've caught quite a few fish. I'm, so. I'm washed up.
1: I don't even have a boat these days. So. Well, I don't have a boat either. So <laughs> Hey, you got a friend with a boat. That's even better than having well, a boat. True. And but, not just a friend with a boat, a friend with a go fast, hopped up, it is a really it's nice SCB, boat <laughs> Whatever you know, he's got the, he's got a nice. But boat. he's big week.
2: Yeah. He's like pro. We're gonna get big time red fisherman, Mr.
1: Viator, on this episode. He has agreed to come on and share a little bit of his knowledge when it comes to locating some redfish and some of his other adventures that he's done in the past. He's he's a pretty decorated right. individual when it comes to the outdoors. So big we'll, game we'll get him on here. But um, so so, what is a man from Southeast Texas going to do? in – what you say, Port O'Connor or not Port South O'Connor. Padre. South Padre. Padre. That's clear mm-hmm. water.
2: I don't know. <laughs> you just go <laughs> show up and uh, <laughs> I don't have a boat. I don't, you know, basically we're fishing under my, I'm paying the, I guess, the mm-hmm. entry fees. Gotcha. Um, but, or my business is. And I don't know. We'll show up and see what happens. I have fished down there several times. So, I, it's not like I'm going blind, but... Yeah. That's been 10, 12 years ago. Um, I don't know. We're just gonna go down
1: there and have a good time. That's all that matters. There you go. So you know, I think one of the obviously we started this episode off with the importance of getting somebody young involved in the outdoors, like your son, to right. hear his story. And and I told a couple of my stories when you grabbed me up when I was a young guy and took me duck hunting. But a story that I will always I will take to the grave. It wasn't the first tournament that I ever fished. I fished a couple with my stepdad for his work. He worked at BASF at the time, and they had a little company-wide fishing tournament. And um, Either way, you called me one day. I was younger. I mean, you know, about the the same time we were duck hunting together. You said, hey, I need a fishing partner for tomorrow you want to go. And it was when they were still doing the Triangle Tail Chasers tournament. Mm -hmm. And you had a go-fast boat. At the time, it was an early series MIAC, is that correct, mm-hmm. an extreme? Yes. And we ran all over the place, and we caught her. It was a two trout, two redfish, and two flounder tournament. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't, we couldn't pay for a flounder. We couldn't find one to save our life. But I think we placed, what, was it second or third in that tournament? We, I
2: was, believe
1: so. It was up yeah, there. I know it was up there it, without a flounder. Uh, on the two reds and two trout and then we were throwing midday top water and mm-hmm. uh, it was something that really got me involved i'm not going to say from a competitive fishing standpoint because i don't i don't fish tournaments and stuff but it was a ton of fun and it really instilled a lot of drive and wanting to go and
2: it was it was a it was a
1: fun day it was it's like gambling I mean, but you well, it's definitely can, gambling. You kind of control some of the odds, as long and I
2: can tell you right now, if you want to get into tournament fishing, odds are it's not going to end good. No, yeah, <laughs> it's. I spent way more money than I ever won. But but so. you
1: fished a lot of tournaments. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of redfish based oh, tournaments, yeah. right? Yeah. Some and the, I
2: fished a lot of bass growing up okay. as well. So. But you
1: fished some of the redfish tournaments that you don't really hear anymore, right? Like mm-hmm. the was it the Bora
2: or whatever. Uh, I didn't fish O'Boy Alberta. Okay. Uh, I did fish the uh Saltwater series. Okay. Um back in the day. Uh we actually won a couple of those as well. Okay. Um mainly in the kayak division. Gotcha. Back then I was more kayak. because yeah. I couldn't afford a boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair, enough. <laughs> Fair enough. So it, it it's just the way it was. Yeah. Um but yeah, as far as tournament red fishing. And it's it's an adrenaline rush like no other. Yeah. But get ready to spend some money. <laughs>
1: well, I don't know how guys like, which I guess Tony's retired. It doesn't matter. He's going to do it to have a good time. Be a tough which Tony to never
2: did it prior to. That's true. You know, quite a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, but he's become really he's really good
1: yeah and for those of you that don't know tony the guy that we're referencing won the elite redfish series in port Arthur mm-hmm. last year is that mm-hmm. right um, i went and watched the weigh-in but he he took took home the trophy in that in that tournament so uh, he's uh we're gonna we're gonna get him on here and pick his brain one of these days. he's but definitely
2: he'd be a good one to have on yeah <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm excited
1: about that just as excited as i was to have you on and so um, I think we've definitely covered a lot of, lot of cool topics, but um, if you, you know, obviously, are are you thinking about getting back into a boat? I mean, is that something that, inter- you know, and in in, I'm talking about not, not this month, not this year, five years from now, 10 years yes. from now, eventually. Eventually. Once,
2: once Chase gets to the point of wanting to do it, yes, absolutely. Okay. Um, he's already, we didn't touch on it earlier, but he's caught the, biggest catfish in our pond we've got several ponds that on our land that that you know and i think that fish was i don't know 14 15 pounds oh, geez. um he, he's i've got pictures of it but anyway the kids spoiled yep. from an outdoors hey, that's, a, that's <laughs> the best way to be spoiled. part of it um, but yes he when he if he ever gets into wanting to do it yeah absolutely cool because i miss the tournament side of it do you i really do it's I, a I, honestly i'm looking forward to going to slide it cool in a few
0: weeks um man and something that i've really seen in the past few years or like around here is high school fishing teams mm-hmm.
1: it's gotten big yeah it, it hasn't gotten bigger on the saltwater well side they just
2: of uh i think jorgensen's i know but, anyway, Jorgensen's is starting a saltwater redfish nice. series. Uh, in fact, uh, I'm not sure on the dates You'd have to check. But uh, I think their first tournament's here in the
1: next week or two. Is it like a kids? For kids. Really? Yes, okay, absolutely. Right. No, absolutely.
0: Okay. Is there any saltwater tournament that they televise? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, without a doubt. Because I, I feel like... Well, huh?
2: BASS, Bassmaster, they have the... <clears throat> redfish whatever in okay, it's yeah, usually I, I in like,
0: october i think I feel like most of the time you see it on on the tv it's it's always just like fresh
1: well, they,
2: well the oh boy Alberto days are gone uh elite it's on
1: tv it's on tv well, there was, yeah. i feel like there was another one maybe i'm thinking of the oh boy Alberto. well redfish saltwater
2: Cup. series was on tv me and a buddy of mine and uh well actually <laughs> right there in the same neighborhood your mom lives in yeah brian
1: yeah uh, well and, and 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 we can go ahead and give him a plug too brian with sabine's gifts mm-hmm. um was yeah. your was your partner at the yeah. time right and so for those of you that don't know brian makes a custom um and i'm not i'm not versed enough to to really give him a it's a poland skiff uh, it's a poland skiff yes. an aluminum poland skiff and it is a fine looking boat and so if that's what it you is. like to do i definitely recommend you reach out reach out to that guy and and, uh, get yeah, but me and him used to it.
2: fish pretty much. In fact, we won the first Elite Redfish Series in Port Arthur, the very first tournament really? they ever had.
1: You know, somebody actually mentioned his, his name the other day. We, a guy that works with us now used to work with him, and, and that was who we were talking about for potentially our second team for that fisherama. was seeing if mm-hmm. he wanted to fish. But I think he's got some other stuff going on that weekend, so I think I'm going to recruit another guy just to fish because I've got to do the – the politicking side of things. And I don't have a boat. So,
2: well, that, I understand you that. Know, I got to work the booth and <laughs> hand
1: out koozies and shake hands. But.
2: I just hope we make a show.
1: <laughs> you know what? Either way, y'all, we're going to have fun. Oh yeah, we're absolutely. Gonna, we're going to drink a few beers yeah,
2: it's, and have a good it's time. A, and it's a good time of year. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be hot, but it should be, there should be some really good weights cool. in that tournament
1: so if you were if hypothetically you get a boat two months from now two years from now you go out on a saturday morning you got the lake to yourself what are you targeting
2: i'm going shallow water redfish. on the lake <laughs> i'm going strictly redfish okay i could care less about a trout um the only thing that i would honestly want to do triple tail of which i know you're way more advanced than that than i am i would love to go catch triple
1: tail yeah, you know, so, we uh we talked about this. We actually talked JD. about this the last episode, mm-hmm. so we might be able to make something work. Mm-hmm. JD, if you're listening, Petty wants to catch a triple tail. Petty happens to be a turkey guy. He might be able to give you a few pointers. So we need to take Petty to go triple tail <laughs> fishing. <laughs> I would love to catch a triple um, tail. I don't have a boat right now, but See, it's something but, that I <clears throat> really, really had to. It's self learn. But I, and, and it's 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 I'm gonna be honest with you. If you don't know if you don't know what you're like, if you're getting into something, you have interest in something and you don't know everything about it, or you want to learn more, go to YouTube and look it up. Yeah. You can find anything yeah. on YouTube and I'll hit be up, 100% honest hit with you up guys. the Google. My and, great, and
2: I get that. that Google's my great, great grandfather was not
1: a triple tail fisherman. I did not, this stuff was not passed down in a damn recipe book. It, it was something that I, I really decided that I wanted to do. I did enough research on the fish and I, I figured it out myself. I'm not going to claim to be a professional in it, but we've had some success. And so, I mean, hell, this podcast was just a
0: wild hair idea that's right. that I had. And man. you know what? Here we
1: are, a couple guys sitting around drinking
0: a whiskey drink, talking right. about hunting and I Had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. Figured it out. But the, the triple tail thing. I'd love to do it. I mean, I've actually only had
2: one shot at a triple tail. It was actually me and Brian. And we were coming back from the jetties in a polling mm-hmm. skiff and lighthouse lighthouse okay. go yeah everybody knows where it's at we ran by and i said man it looked like a plastic bag sitting on top of the water brian our brian's like what do you mean i said turn around i said something was odd we go back and sure enough probably a five six pound triple tail not a monster but a yeah, big a one. keeper and of course me and brian all we got is crankbaits and topwaters on yeah and so i threw a top water at him and i mean he annihilated it really but problem is he broke me off i oh, didn't i didn't catch him <laughs> yeah. so that was my one shot at yeah. a triple tail so well, i would absolutely love to catch a triple
1: tail braid and a really nice floral leader and a and a popping cork <laughs> well this
2: was gosh this had to have been 15 years ago it was okay. a long time ago
1: yeah This was prior to braiding and all that. It's a weird fish, man. It really is a weird fish Uh, without giving too much information. Everybody thinks that you have to find structure. Grass mats, seaweed, crab traps, logs from Mexico. This one was
2: just floating
1: in the open water. Open water. (laughs) We just happened to run by him. And 90... 70% 70% of the fish that I find are doing that. Exactly what you're talking about. So look for a, like you said, a white, if it looks it like, looked a, like white, a plastic bag, like you took a, wa- a white Walmart bag and threw mm-hmm. it in the water and just something doesn't look right. Nine times out of 10, if you find them and they're feeding, that's what they look like. They that's, are the structure. That's what it looked like to me. It, the coolest mm. thing to me, you know, they're they're like a chameleon. They change colors according to what they're floating by. So most of the time if they're floating out just in the abyss in the sunlight they're more of a white color. I don't know if it's to mimic a crab trap or whatever but if you find them on clumps of fresh seaweed like a brown mm-hmm. patch of seaweed they're almost they're brown color.
2: Well this one was white so it's, it's really I'd weird. like to say he was floating in the
1: but they will change open. color according to the structure that they're flo- they're, they're suspended by. So it's a neat, it really is a neat <laughs> fish. So, and we, we talked about it last episode, but live shrimp.
2: Oh, I'm sure. It's, I've just never been where they are and even targeting them. No. Well, so, I mean, as
1: you know, as a fisherman, it 95% of the battle is finding the fish and figuring out where they are. That last 5%, in my opinion, it's 100% worth having live uh, shrimp.
2: 90% live in the... Ten percent of the water. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, you're if right. you're not in the right water, yeah. you're no, you're, you're
1: struggling. Right. But so the so triple tails bucketless deal for you. We're gonna we're gonna make that happen in the in the future for sure. Flounder is that not something that ever really? I've caught a lot of flounder. Uh, Lord, we catch
2: a bunch. Yeah. Here at the ranch, um, I love eating them. <laughs> Just never did it
1: for you. Nah. Not really. It's crazy. To, everybody's so different, you know, and for whatever reason, I'd, I'd pass up on a redfish, I'd pass up on a trout to catch a flounder.
2: I'll pass a trout, I'll pass a flounder to catch a red. Really? I could care less about catching a trout.
1: Well, that's why you're a better tournament <clears throat> fisherman than me, because nobody cares about flounder. Now, I mean, let me let me
2: rephrase that. We got into a couple of years there. we were going over to Cowshoe mm-hmm. and catching seven plus pound trout yeah. in the spring when they were spawning and on top waters and i hate that was that was fun yeah and i caught several you know 30 31 really big trout but even that it just didn't do it for you mm-mm. Hmm. Mm-mm. and everybody's different i mean that's that yeah doesn't make us any better or whatever it just it's the way it is
1: See, like, uh, Justin's real big on the trout. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's a when you get it, like, like Justin's a, a fishing guy. Justin's a guide, though. So, right, so right. he's yes. looking for right.
2: whatever he can catch. Customers easy
1: to fill a cooler and, and send them home with fish.
2: Nothing wrong with that. That's no, no, that's right. Whatever. Um, to me, that's just not my.
1: Everybody has their preference.
2: Trout just don't. They don't fight. <laughs> yeah i get it i mean it's, i get
1: it i i love catching trout but at the end of the day as weird as it sounds there's not much fight to a flounder but nothing gets my blood going like a like that thump of a i flounder. love catching you, you better get the net quick quick on them that's right i love catching flounder get off that hook. in duck
2: season i understand yeah i guess this spot that.
0: yeah i mean you
2: know where it's at yeah it's it's fun There you can catch 30, 40 of them.
1: I am obsessed with catching something that I believe is is really good table fare. And personally for me, if I was to have my pick of the litter out of all the fish that I have access to catch with, let's say, a 20 to 22 foot boat without going 25 miles offshore, it's flounder and triple tail. I don't have anything against trout, but... If I'm going to eat my trout, like I know Justin last week he, or a couple of weeks ago, he was talking about fish tacos and stuff. Not really something I've dabbled in. Might like them, but for me, I grew up frying trout. You Trout's
2: know. good, or at least to me, if you eat them fresh. Kind of like uh, garr. exactly he said. The, he, said the it, same thing, he said the same thing. If it's fresh, good. If you freeze it,
1: no good. That's just yep. not my, mm-hmm.
2: you know, I'm going to go catch crappie or white yeah. perch or yeah. you won't talk a, about catfish, exactly. a, you know, yeah. something if I'm just eating. Yeah. But it's um, – and to each his own. I yeah. mean, right, of course. It's – like I said earlier, everybody's – we're all on the same team, so ain't no point in arguing over yeah. – <laughs> Which way is so right we can, or wrong? We're, so.
0: we're all out
1: there to enjoy the Absolutely. same things. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, I mean, as a tournament fisherman, are the, are the tournaments that you fished in the past? Are you keeping many redfish? Are You throwing them mm-hmm. back? Keep... You never keep them. Really? Not mm-hmm. really interested in keeping. Mm-hmm. I do like a redfish on the half shell. I do. Oh yeah, a lower slot red.
2: red. I'll be honest. My wife, of all things, she she's she's won her couple of shares of tournaments as yeah. well, and. She used to get so mad because every time we go redfish or fishing, I was scouting for a tournament. So if we start catching them, I was like, Well, let's move. We gotta find something else. (laughs) And she just wants to catch. Yeah. And so yeah, she would get (laughs) she definitely got mad at me from a a, a little heated. Why
1: are we leaving fish to go find fish? Yeah, so to speak. I don't, a tournament standpoint, I guess you got to.
2: But she's won. Her and Jacob, my nephew, they've won. I don't know three tournaments. Oh, I shit. guess. Mm-hmm. I quote, "I was the captain or yeah. whatever," but they they won the tournament.
1: Is that back? That's when you had a top drive. Too? That
2: was actually back in the um, cops helping kids. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Those were the good mm-hmm.
2: days. Yeah, cops helping kids tournaments. Yeah. Um, it, it's a uh, I guess my nephew was probably 12, 13 okay. at the time. And, uh, but yeah, she's, she can,
1: she can fish. Go ahead. My <laughs> wife cannot. I, uh, I, 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 my wife's caught a few, but I've got one picture in my phone that always comes to mind. She's holding a redfish. It's like eight inches. I didn't even know you catch a redfish <laughs> so small. And then she can. found like a juvie juvie redfish and then the next picture in my camera roll is an overslot that i caught on a pink skitter walk Mm -hmm. like in the same spot so i don't know we had fun but
2: yeah she's 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 good fisherman she really is well she's got way more patience than i do really Mm -hmm.
1: are you a stick and move kind of guy
2: depends on if i'm in a tournament i know the fish are there I'm going to stay. Okay. If I'm second guessing, no, I want to go, 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 go. Gotcha. Um, Me and Tony kind of, I kind of cost us a little bit in the last tournament we fished in Slidell because I knew the fish were there, but what had happened, North wind came in, the water muddied up, we couldn't see them. And I'm the one that said, we're staying, we're catching them. And we ended up. I think we finished fourth in that tournament, but we should have won it. Really, and it, it, because I being stubborn, I knew they were there.
1: And it's it's something that and I and I want to get Viator on here to talk about it too. But it's something that's always fascinated me because I have fished saltwater my entire life, and I have always caught redfish. Mm-hmm. Always. But I've never gone out looking for redfish.
2: When you go looking for 27 or 28 inch redfish,
1: it changes. I've been in a handful of situations where I've been in a tournament. Um, I had some kids with me. God, this was probably five years ago. A guy I worked with at the time wanted me to take two kids in a kids tournament in Sabine. I don't remember if it was a salt club or what it was, but. We went out and we struck off on an area that I've always caught redfish on. Like I'm, I, know there's redfish here. Right off the bat, we stick a redfish. It's like 26. Oh, okay. We're in the money. We're, we're we're okay. It was. I think you could weigh in two redfish if I remember right. So, long story short, I spent the second day or that rest of that day hunting that second fish, and never could get above slot. Mm-hmm. you know just like uh 19 18 just just these little small fish and it kind of put things into perspective for me because i always i had the attitude of it's a damn redfish i can find them i find them flounder fishing all the time every gut <clears throat> inlet point in oh, Sabine yeah. lake or east bay or we gallus bay or whatever should have been flounder fishing That's right. <laughs> but it's it humbled me it really did it's
2: uh when you start trying, I mean, the deal with redfish tournaments in case people don't know whatever, yes, you can catch between a 20 and 28 or a 16 and 27 if you're in Louisiana. The problem is those 16, 20, 22, 23, whatever, they do you no good in a tournament. Yeah. You've got to catch on-the-line yeah. fish. And if you're not catching on-the-line fish, basically you're just donating.
1: Yeah. no. I've got a couple buddies that fish, used to fish competitively on the bass side of things. Mm -hmm. One of them fished for the FLW Mm -hmm. Collegiate Series. And it was always a joke between him and I. I would always joke with him about bass fishermen will, like, this dude is using a bait, a crankbait that looks like a baby duck. Or a baby, like, it was this ongoing joke, like... It looks like a baby swan and he's reeling it across the top just to fool a bass or whatever there. They're so in depth with their theories. And his joke towards me was, well, anybody can go out with a piece of dead shrimp and catch a redfish. And so there's so many, like when you get to the redfish side of things, it's true. To some extent. It is, but anybody 30, can go with a live shed and go catch a bass. Exactly. And so it's <laughs> I just mean, that. that <laughs> her been, or live uh, or whatever. Exactly. And so we always gave each other a hard time. But at the end of the day, it kind of humbled me when I had to go find two that were upper slot. And I've had to do it a couple times since then in a couple different tournaments. And I've realized that these little red things that I'm, I've been catching flounder fishing ain't so – Easy to catch when you're targeting the upper. It'll slots. definitely, it'll
2: definitely humble you in a little, yeah. you know, to an extent.
1: Yeah, oh, without a doubt. So, I guess let's touch on as far like wild game in general. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we we when we ta- when we had Mister Chase on, we talked about your jerky with with javelina. Mm-hmm. You kill a lot of ducks every year. Oh yeah. How are you cooking your ducks? What's your, I mean, what's your favorite? I'll be honest,
2: this year I got into making jerky with them, with that and geese, snow geese, which everybody, nobody wants to eat, supposedly. Um, I'll be honest, I like the jerky. Um, Don't get me wrong, I love the bacon wrap, grilled, you know, that's great as yep. well, but I've got that big smoker now, and Low love, and slow. Just I love let it making go. jerky. Yeah,
0: <laughs> man. No, uh, we killed a pile of snuggies one time. Mm-hmm. We thawed some of them out and made fajitas, and that
1: was mm-hmm. that was good. So was it was it good or was it gamey good? <clears throat> like like, there's there's two different ways. You, you you run across different people. Like, I will be the first to tell you, I kill a decent amount of ducks every year. I eat everything I kill. I I do not have the stomach to take a piece of teal, throw it on a skillet with no seasoning, and sear it and eat it like that. Like Why? It, oh, it, oh, we it's seasoned just got a, it. It's got a weird taste to me. It's got a gamey, gamey taste. We seasoned it, but... Uh, the whole, If you're
2: going to sear anything, though, you got to do it medium rare. And I try If to you overcook it the least side. little bit, it's it's just I, I get gets it gets real tough. I get it's it. not it
1: gets gamey. It gets tough. It's yeah. it's, but yeah, it's in a, like the the waterfowl is kind of an acquired taste, right? So I mean, it's got a it's got an off it's got a different taste. I think we can all agree on that, right? It's got I kind don't of
2: know. really. I, I honestly disagree with you. On really,
1: that. I it see goose fajitas were
0: good real good i mean it was was maybe i'm botching the way that i cook things i don't know it was a thursday night there was a few beers involved and woke up the next morning for work feeling like hammered ass Mm. it was uh not a good time (laughs) the next day but uh it, it made for a good night okay yeah i just invited some friends over just cooked
2: i'll be honest on any wild game whether it be white-tailed ducks, you know, whatever, medium rare. Oh yeah, for sure. Rubber. That's all
1: you need. I guess I just need to, I need to try it a little bit more. I took some teal this season. I am very, I'm very guilty of. If I have duck in my freezer, which I will say, even though I hunt a lot, is kind of rare these days because typically it's all guided groups, and so. I don't end up with as much duck as you would think. i tell you
2: what. This year, TLC's after opening day, y'all go kill a few extras. We'll cook them Sunday. Okay. And I want to see you
1: say. I'm not opposed to it. How are you <laughs> going to cook them? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm strictly the, going to grill it. It's salt the, and pepper. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm okay. at the point in my life. And I'm not opposed to medium rare or rare anything. Like a rib okay. by steak. I'm as long as rare. you're not opposed yeah. to that. Not opposed to it at all. Um, the, the few times in my life where i've tried to get extravagant and cook something like that um, or, or duck in particular so now yeah. i could take a piece of backstrap mm-hmm. and put a cast iron skillet on high and roll it around and sear it with a little olive oil and salt and pepper and fall in love with it amazing eat it rare. i
2: don't typically do ducks real high heat okay
1: well maybe that's where i'm screwing up
2: um i don't know i'm not saying one ways better than the other or whatever um typically it's more of a it'll take a few minutes and to wear high heat it's gonna take you know no time at odds all odds are you're gonna <clears throat> overcook it yeah right okay fair so, enough well yeah ducks in general i mean at least in my the
1: way i feel if it's medium it's too over it's overcooked i i agree with that 100 percent. because i will say i've had it where it's on the medium side, and I've had it where I felt like I had it more on the medium rare side, but it still had this off taste. I it mean, said. it
2: literally needs to be still kicking.
1: <laughs> okay. So. Well, there's two ways that I really enjoy cooking it. Obviously, bacon, cream cheese, oh, yeah. and all that. Peanuts. I mean, that's, yeah. that's every single that's person get. you'll ever meet, they're going to eat it like that. And then tenderized, battered, and fried with a little bit of gravy. And See, I, I picked some teal this season
0: it was a pain in the ass but picked them Mm
1: -hmm. like plucked them yeah okay
0: yeah yeah picked them clean and threw them in a dutch oven with a little oil you know kind of browned them and then threw in the veggies and everything you know uh pot roasted them okay and it was it was good over some rice
1: that's something that i do it with more
2: of a I call it duck and dressing basically making a dressing with them and mainly with teal. Teal are generally the better eating of the ducks. Yeah
0: more more table fare. Right
2: and
1: but I it's it's really good that way too. Well we have a wax pot.
2: I know we got everything. We did not
1: use that thing this year Mm -mm. once. Well you'll have one here. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. shit yeah
1: we have I one wish here. I we did not before. fire that thing up this year but the year before that i feel like it guys used a lot we used it a
2: couple times yeah. then well um, I, I told myself into
1: the this past season that this year i was going to take a couple teal and do it when mm-hmm. we fired up the pot but we never we never did so let's do it well this coming up it season
2: takes like no time <laughs>
0: oh man I, i've heard about it, it takes longer
2: to heat the pot up in the wax I, than it does really, to actually I, i've do heard it.
1: about it and i've heard it is just stupid easy in fact really
2: tommy's the one that yeah. actually brought that out yeah which but, we're um,
1: gonna have tommy on here one day too tommy's got um, some good old stories that, yeah, no <laughs> that, that dude's the ghost he <laughs> is a ghost he is a ghost i don't know what is, his deal he is he's shown a lot of interest in jumping on here though so i think we're gonna be able to we're good. Him down so he he would be yeah. a
2: he would definitely y'all have fun I, I, I
1: could we're gonna have a problem keeping him on in between the lines with hunting mainly hunting stories and and not Oh, bar fight bouncer oh, story. Yeah, he'd
2: definitely be on bar he's got a fights. A lot of crazy <laughs> See, stories.
0: I, and I didn't know who Tommy was for the longest time until uh, when I texted you about it. So he's he's cousins with a guy that I know. Oh, really? And uh, we had gone. I, I, I went hunting with him, and he just and he he was. I went hunting with him, you know, with his cousin. He showed up, everything, and, th- and that's how I met him. And so I was like, hey, man, like, are you talking about this guy? He's like, yeah. And so.
1: It's the uh, only dude that I know with a big tribal tat down his arm.
2: <laughs> oh, when you meet him, there is no. <laughs>
1: There's <laughs> oh, no I, doubt I, that he used to be a bouncer in his, uh, in his, <clears throat> in his past life.
0: Yeah, so I, I, I know who he is. I mean, yeah, it's been a while since I've seen him.
2: There will be no disputing of him.
1: Well, when we get him on here, I'm sure he's really going to want to tell his side of the story with the Gator bite, because he's the one who <laughs> really really will blow that thing up, and uh, he
2: will definitely blow the gator bite.: <laughs> up. yeah he uh
1: yes. he's the
0: one who gave you your nickname, huh? Mm-hmm. peanut butter both of them yep.
2: peanut butter and peanut brittle <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's, uh, he's the first one to uh to, he yeah. gave me my nickname about 30 seconds into being a guide at pipkin ranch or a uh a guide grunt uh, i don't
2: know if you were here 30 seconds
1: it might not have been 30 <laughs> seconds but i jumped out of the truck at about i'm about 220 now and at the time i was bet i was uh, 180? 180, 180
0: seven foot tall. 180, yes. six four.
1: I jumped out of the truck and said, gosh, damn, boy, you need to eat some peanut butter. And ever since then, my name. The Which I don't
2: know some... where in the hell peanut butter comes from. Apparently, <laughs>
1: apparently. From apparently the,
2: peanut butter puts fat on you. It's supposed to put fat on
0: you or make you gain weight no, or something. No, you need some, need some corn fat yeah. up. But then yeah, the no, peanut exactly. brittle
2: come from the alligator That's attack. That's
0: right, yep. When the peanut yes. butter fell apart, oh,
1: Oh, you good on? You good on? Oh, I'm good. You drinking good. Coke. I'm about to pour yeah. seven up in your drink. I'm sorry. I thought I was doing some good. No, man, you oh, good. you're good. you uh, good. Well, yeah. All the, uh, th- And his nickname is Uncle Nutsack. <laughs> and I didn't give that name. That's so. right. Uh, we'll we'll have to talk about his backstory with his nickname because I really don't know the backstory on that. I think.
2: I do, but I'm not going to okay, get we'll, into we'll let it. I'm going okay. to let him do that. Yep. Um. Actually, probably need to get somebody else on that okay. but regardless okay. It's, it's, we'll talk about this we'll yeah we'll back up punt re-grew. we'll let y'all do that um but yeah he would definitely be a it'd be a barrel of laughs for sure nice so <laughs> oh, so it's good
1: as far so we've kind of talked about jerky we talked about ducks but you kill a lot of deer to or you kill a handful of deer every mm-hmm. year i'm assuming right so, how are you doing your own sausage? Mm-hmm. Do you have kind of a little mm-hmm. like? What can you share with me? Tips and tricks on doing your own sausage because that's something that I think every every hunter kind of talks about doing. If you're like me, I and guess then you the, get down to the wire and you drop that I, sandwich off.
0: I made some last year. I got it and it turned out bland. I, I didn't. <laughs> I, I that's typical
2: with with wild hey, game. Everybody
0: else like, oh no, it's good. I'm like. I, like no, it didn't really have that
1: that punch. That I, I don't know. I work. don't
2: really want to get into my secrets. Don't give me your secrets.
1: Um, Just like if you, what do you have? Some tips that you could throw out, like
0: <clears throat> like if your sausage is really bland. If it's
1: really bland, like he's gonna say, add more seasoning, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, that's a no brainer. <laughs> you but yourself up for that one. <laughs> yeah. So.
0: Like, yeah, just like, oh, yeah, I did this, like, made a little, like, pressed in a little patty, cooked it and everything, tried it. I'm like, yeah, it's good. Just, and then made like 14 pounds of this, <laughs> smoked it. I'm like, yeah, like, let's try it. And then I tried it. I'm like, man, it could have been a lot better.
2: One thing I do with mine, and I know a lot of people don't, but I'll smoke it and then I actually season the sausage once it's smoked. Okay. Um, which y'all have had some, Tony's had some numerous people have, um, it's
1: mine any better than any,
2: I I don't know about all that,
1: but it's, well, I will say for those of you that don't know, I'm picking his brain on this for a reason because in the most, how can I say this in the most, uh, non-homosexual way possible I'm a fan of Petty Sausage <laughs> that way <he> sounds gay <laughs> but oh, <his> man. Sausage <laughs> and this jerky is pretty damn good so it, do you ever jerky a sausage <laughs> no I do not jerky a sausage oh damn the whiskey's starting to kick oh, <laughs> this is bad <laughs>
2: Y'all set me up. For this.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh shit!
2: But no, I mean it's it's a, I mean everybody's got their own way of doing it, and there's a thousand different ways to do it. It's, I, I don't know. I go fifty-fifty on sausage to pork. First off, are you um,
0: shooting your own wild hogs? Mm-hmm. Typically, this is this mm-hmm. is what what kind of pork are you mixing in pork with belly. it? Pork belly pork belly that's that's what i uh,
2: and i buy it there four street the big meat market i forget what the name is okay so Um, my
0: grandfather had some fat from a pig that he had slaughtered mm -hmm. i used that once it was gone went and bought a pork belly Mm -hmm. cubed it up just ran it through Mm
3: -hmm.
2: that i mean that's the whole deal with it um typically before i run it through the grinder i season it um I don't know if that really makes a difference but that's the way I do it. Um once it runs through the grinder I season it again. Um I honestly don't know that you can put too much I mean I guess you could but you really have to get carried away with the seasoning to you know if you're using a lot of cayenne or something yeah,
1: crazy that'll just bite you.
0: Right. Then yeah you could get too carried away. Right. We all know there's no such thing as too much garlic. See, I I like some
1: garlic, I'm not gonna lie. I am
0: not a big garlic eater, uh, believe it or not.
2: Uh hardly anything I cook's got garlic. Really? Uh uh-uh. uh
0: um that that is a mainstay at my house. It's
2: uh and I don't know why I mean I like it, but it's it's kinda like I guess kinda like sage. It can go you can go real good to real bad real quick gotcha. I understand <laughs> with that. with yeah. garlic right um uh, and that's just my personal opinion but you know everybody's got their their way of doing it um but yeah that's a as far as the wild pigs on most of the wild hogs that we get don't have the fat to you know make up the difference i do a lot of wild hog sausage um but i had pork belly right really mm-hmm.
1: which i mean you're trapping a lot of hogs too so you're mm-hmm. having a mm.
2: yeah i'll probably catch i don't know 100 to 150 a year damn so that i've got access to piles yeah do i eat all of them no yeah i get it <laughs> absolutely not there's plenty of alligators that Yep. love me yeah um but it's i don't know it's um uh, in fact that high fence ranch we've caught 30 34 35 and damn a couple of weeks ago so mm.
1: so one thing i didn't ask you on our previous segment as far as your turkeys go mm-hmm. how are you cooking your wild turkey because
2: i've heard well the breast is pretty much just frying okay i mean like everybody cut it up cut it up in strips or quarter you know cubes either way Uh, i like it with cheesy grits i like to make grits with cheese in them Mm -hmm. for lack of a better term um and dip it in that that i love that Uh, as far as the legs and thighs and most people that we guide throw the legs and thighs away i really tend to go behind them you think i'm starving or something because i (laughs) go behind them and i clean the legs and thighs out i do them in a crock pot um and they're really really good in a crock pot Hmm. now you've got to cook it it's like a roast you've got to cook it for eight hours then you got to pull all the tendons
1: out which (laughs) from what you were telling me you know when we were down south that's kind of one of the most crucial things is Mm -hmm. is pull them tendons out because those Mm -hmm. things are really Really chewy, right?
2: Well, you got you can't eat the tendons. They're like chewing on that damn cup, right okay, there. Okay, I you. mean, you are you, you're, you're not gonna chew It'd them be up. Be like eating a rubber um, band. Yeah. Now, like my wife, she doesn't eat anything. She doesn't like a like a chicken leg if it's got a bone in it. Mm-hmm. She she's yeah. gotcha. So once I get it cooked, I got to go through there and pull all that out. And but it's I actually like the legs in a crock pot better than frying it
1: really Mm -hmm. okay well i'm gonna i've obviously got some in the freezer so that's gonna be something that i try well that's that's coming
2: from uh i got that recipe from a kunas buddy of mine that he comes and turkey hunts with me every year and you know how kunas are they don't throw they don't throw nothing away and
1: usually what they're cooking is pretty they'll eat this board yeah i mean (laughs) they can find a
2: way to make it good um but yeah he's he gave me that recipe and it's it's it's
1: really good i'll be down and you've got the recipe. I've so. got the recipe, and I'm gonna try it. This oh. uh, coming coming soon. When we well, get through this weekend, out of town again this weekend. But after this weekend, I'm stateside for the foreseeable future for a little bit.
2: You sound like me? I'm finally home for. God, I don't have any. I know plans of going anywhere for a while.
1: Well, and I mean you're you're busier than I am. I mean you literally.
2: I don't know about that, but I just I mean, travel a let's lot Let's start. More. Like, you,
1: it's, it, you can't, from a from a hunting perspective, it's hard to start at the first of the year because that's the middle of mm-hmm. duck season. But hypothetically, you start in January.
2: Well, I go through January with duck season mm-hmm. that ends. Well, first or second weekend of February, I'm going down south filling feeders, getting ready for turkey season, putting mm-hmm. cameras out, and all that. Well, turkey season opens in the middle of March. Mm-hmm. I spent. Thirty thirty three days in South Texas from the middle of March till the first of May. So and
1: this is this is your break.
2: Yeah, this actually is to me is my okay. I can sleep past yeah. five o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and, yeah. and be you know normal. Yeah, till <laughs> what? I mean till well, till season.
1: Yeah, all, but even before teal season because we start prep. Yeah, we know, do start prep, August, but that's I mean, not that. That's, that's not, not the, that extravagant for TLC. You get us some
2: hands cutting palms this year, and we we're won't gonna get.
1: <laughs> I can assure you, Keen Robert has made his last <laughs> load of palm. So I will deliver the trailer to. As long probably. as you
2: can get us some hands for that, then I think I'm, then will, we're, I think
1: I'm gonna get us some uh, some folks to help us. Not that
2: I've had to do it very much the last few years, but it it, it would.
1: Well, and that's something that. You kind of helped push here before I started here was the palms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And thankfully, that's, that's our best alternative because on average, I would say, what, well, we have 15 to 20 blinds to brush? Easy. And these are not – these aren't little two-man blinds. No, they're these
2: 16, are, 16 to 20-foot blinds. <laughs> these are Jeez.
1: monstrosities. So we're loading up a 30-plus-foot cattle trailer to the blind oh, yeah. three times a year Absolutely. at a minimum. And so it might not sound like much, but brushing well, when, blinds here is an ordeal. When
2: I started, we did it with cane. Going out there with a the sickle mower, cutting cane. I can't imagine trying to brush all those blinds. Jeez. So it's it's you've got yeah. it easy. <laughs> yeah,
1: I can't imagine. It, cane looks good, but my goodness. Oh, it
2: looked good, uh, but you had to do it every other week.
0: Yeah, the the palmettos cover a lot more space a they do and they'll last
2: area. and yep. i mean they look like a sore thumb once they dry and whatever but the whole deal with duck hunting it's as long as you're not sticking your face out there right as long as you're hit them ducks don't know the difference in a palmetto or a, or a
0: yeah whatever right and if uh i mean if it dries out i mean that's something they're they've seen for yeah well, I mean, look at them However
2: boys long. at or I mean, at uh, Catahoula Lake, they hunt with pine trees. Yeah, there ain't no pine trees in Catahoula Lake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. but that's what they use. Yep. So
0: it, it's all about being hid. Yeah, I mean, it's it's there when the ducks get there. Right. and It just stays. So.
2: It's a now I'll have some people. We'll probably get some flack over you know disagreeing with me or whatever. But as long as you're not sticking your big pie face out. They don't
1: care. Right. I would say we're pretty consistent <clears throat> with killing birds, too.
2: Yeah. I mean, we kill a few.
1: Anybody that wants to disagree with us, check the numbers.
2: I'm not getting into all that, but <laughs> we, no, we we we're we're do pretty, kill a few birds. We're pretty
1: humble. We know when to move around. And Now you're getting cocky. <laughs> I've been around here long enough to weigh again, I guess. Oh, my. <laughs> no we definitely have some fun so absolutely but i'm looking forward to this coming up duck season it's gonna be a good time
2: it will we got a pile of gators we got a pile of don't even get me started. it's gonna be a an adventure yeah of course my little boy now he he got him a 7-eleven last year he wants a bigger one he's so. trying to upgrade I guess I need to kind of talk to the boss and see if <laughs> see if we can get a bigger one. Talk to
1: the boss about killing about 5,000 of them because well. I would be mad if I didn't have to look at another one ever again.
2: That's not going to happen. So oh,
1: I know. I've got a little extenuating circumstance. But. Oh, you got nipped by a little old four footer. I know. Here we go. <laughs> this is the shit I deal with. Well, it's, a, it's a hard life you live. We're killing a bunch this year, right? I mean, uh, handful, I mean we've got a
2: good to, bit of tags. At last I heard, yes, yeah. we're,
1: we're supposed to. I say a bunch. A we're, bunch is not enough. No. Compared to what we have. We're supposed to kill a few. Yeah. A few. Uh, a few more than last year. A few more than last year. Well, we've got we've got a lot of them.
2: So. Yeah, when it was dry, well, King even vouched for me that South Levy of Harvick's. I don't know how many was there.
1: It literally consolidated them all into one area and it looked like something. It looked like a drone video or a, a professional video from somewhere in Africa.
2: It, it was hundreds. Jeez. I mean, all from, you know, two foot to 10, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the big ones were kind of secluded, but all the midsize, they were all there. And it was. I remember that one day. I forget. John kind of hunted the right there in the, um, off the levee in the reservoir. Yeah. But I went in there one day.
1: Yeah, I know what you're talking about.
2: Actually, I went into, I guess, kind of right there. I guess it'd be east of Taco. Yep. That big flat there. And there was, when we, up on the levee and looked down that that ditch. It, it was it was unreal.
1: Well, and and where I hunted predominantly, same section of marsh. What he's talking about, just north of that area. All two inches to six inches deep. But on my south portion, there is a fifteen. Well, a ditch that's probably what ten to ten foot south side of Harvick's. Yeah, eight to ten foot. And all of those alligators congregated to that one area. But that was
2: the only deep area in Harvick. And so And it, the reservoir for it, that matter.
1: There was there was a couple of times where I set up with a ditch on the other side of a cane patch to my back full of alligators shooting out front to two foot of, two, two inches of water. No alligators in the decoys, middle of teal season, like brought the dog but made yeah, a really good scan. You, do but
2: not let your dog go don't let that dog direction,
1: <clears throat> which we have talked about this. But time that goes like
2: back into being able to control your dog. That's exactly. And right. if you can't,
1: leave him or her in the truck. In this that situation. isn't the
2: place to to hunt. Yeah, it's especially last year with that. As many years as I've been here, that was the lowest I've seen the water. Yeah. Actually, I think it was a little lower back when you know brad tony uh greg they were all here prior to me being here they hunted harvick's and the killing corner where you were at that was literally the only water anywhere that's how it was this year though if you think about it yeah but we had water in the reservoir yeah that's true um but anyway they they smoked the teal Mm. and but all the alligators were there too so it's and you know Brad, he's big time dog trainer, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a mm, well. interesting. I think it was a year, maybe two years before I got here.
1: Mm. Well, it's a uh, like you said, if you don't, if you can't control your dog, it's not one for it. And I, even my dog, I feel like I have pretty good control over him. But looking back, it's like. You want screw up. Away, a dog is a dog. Even if you've got, you've good got control you've over, you've got him.
2: really good control over your dog. Your dog is—I know you don't give him the credit. I guess he deserves that. Dog is—he's a really, really good dog.
1: Oh, I appreciate um, it. I'm hard on him, but I mean, he's—he's he's top really
2: echelon is. of of all the dogs I've hunted with. I mean, he's—he's—he's he's, he's a better dog than. As much as it hurts me to say it, Cricket. Um, Not so much from a hunting hunting standpoint, standpoint. right. I get it. But from a handling, he's going to go out there, do what you need to do. Cricket's going to be one of them. You just got to let her go. She's going to handle it. But Rip is, Rip's an exceptional dog. I appreciate
1: that. Yeah. Well, that that definitely means a lot. And we're going to hopefully get to run Rip and Whiskey on a couple hunts this year. And I'm, I'm curious to see how both those dogs perform together. Not a lot of circumstances where we can run two dogs. but No, but we'll, get, a, our,
2: we'll get our chances.
1: To piggyback off of what we talked about on the previous episode with, with being a guide and um, having to worry about people swinging over your head and, and taking people's guns. I cannot tell you how big of a breath of fresh air it is to hunt with two or three other guides and we don't have clients mm-hmm. and we're fortunate enough at this place that there's some situations where, Hey, we don't have any groups or we've only got a couple of groups. You guys can go hunt hunt together. And it is so nice to hunt with two or three people that, you know, I don't have to worry about this guy. I'm right shooting over my head. And you know, it, it, it's a breath of fresh air. So, well,
2: it's a, we got to get you, John. We got to get you. John's going to come year. with us this year. hundred um, percent. I've
1: got to get him down here. I'm I'm game
2: weather crap on king but we'll, we'll, i can tell you get right you <laughs> here if,
1: if you're coming on here you need to go with this guy but i'm just going to try to weasel my way into the hunt but there we go there we go he usually knows something i don't so. no 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 i just get lucky you put in your time you yeah. put in the time put in the scout that's what's my, that's what it's, matters
2: it's uh the whole deal with this ranch it's a, it's all about seniority yeah that's true it's and you'll find that out with Tony yeah. when you do him. Um, but that's the way it should be. Yeah, 100%. percent I mean, you, you put got it to earn your time. It, right?
1: you prove your, that, uh, it's just life in general. Mm-hmm. Nobody nobody should be able to wheel and in here and make rules. and. Nobody's out there to, the to give you anything. Table. That's right.
2: right. you got to earn it. Yeah, of course. It's. Uh, we've got some people that feel
1: different, but is what it is for the most part i think we've got a pretty good little group we do have a really good group yeah um actually a really good group yeah Uh, well i I could tell you this from i was thinking about this today for one reason or another but in my life before i became a duck guide quote unquote i've i've met duck guides in my life and predominantly a guide to me was semi-arrogant for the most part, a lot of them are, a lot of them are. And I will say, I stand behind the group of guides that I hunt with are not. Mm-mm. And, and it it's, you always are adapting to, to situations that are changing and having to like, understand that you might meet somebody that knows something a little bit more about this particular mm-hmm. area or whatever else. And we, we are very fortunate to have a group of guys like we do. Um,
2: Well, the whole deal with it, it's, you know, kind of going back to the hunters being all on the same page. As guides, we're all on the same team, so why does it do me any good to make you out to be the best or whatever? It does no good. Right. We want everybody to succeed. That's right. And it's not going to happen every day. It's just the way it is. Yeah. But... Don't you know our guys? We got now. We we've got a
1: good group. Yeah. Well, it's funny that you know one thing that we talked about on the way to South Texas. One of the favorite hunts that I have that sticks in my mind from this past season, and I was fortunate enough to have a handful of them, but we all ended up with no mm-hmm. clients for one mm-hmm. particular day, and they happened to. I don't to, remember what. I don't know what, what happened here. I, well, I could. There was only like two or three groups, if I remember right. I, or maybe not even that. It was on a Sunday, which is the was last like day that we like One got group. It. Yeah, maybe so. It just all of our clients decided they weren't coming this weekend. It had been raining a bunch, mm-hmm. obviously, which was the whole reason why we decided to hunt this area. And shit, seven of us, six of us, literally went in on Rangers can whatever, to a cow pasture and <laughs> we're riding around this cow pasture at pitch dark. And someone had seen these birds in there a couple days before. Fletcher were had actually cows. seen yeah. them. Yeah, when they were working cows. Said, and hey, he dropped. He
2: dropped here. a pin to Tony.
1: That's right. And said, "Y'all need to go in there."
2: I ain't gonna knock Tony, but we rode circles that <laughs> morning trying to find where I'm we. I'm guilty. Set. I'm
1: guilty of that too. Because I, I was like, "Where are shotguns. you going?" Yeah, I was riding shotgun with Tony, and when you rounded a corner. I mean, you're literally driving two inches of water and you run into a patch of cane. Everything looked the same. I'm like, shit, I don't know. The wind's blowing this way. I don't know. sun's coming up that way. We rode around, felt like, seemed like forever, but we ended up picking a decent spot. And
2: well, I can't say nothing because I went and found the birds on, I guess you'd call it the, maybe the South Marsh, mm-hmm. uh, right between Cricket's Hole and the levee mm-hmm. and found them the day before and didn't mark them yeah like a dummy um and i set me john tony and chris i believe in the wrong spot Oh shit! <laughs> so it, it is what it is
1: <laughs> but you know just to kind of finish what i was saying in my mind i had some i had some really good shoots last year was a lot of good buddies but that one in particular that one was awesome was the one that to me jumped out like if you were to ask me my favorite hunt of 2020 jesus what
2: 22 Two. i guess technically that three been, that would have been 23
1: was it after uh-huh. okay so 23 that would have been the one and i think we've talked about this on another episode but the picture with you
2: and rip and yeah, the pentails like we, we yeah. the teal And And we go in there, like we're like,
1: we're like maybe six, seven, eight birds short of a six or seven man. And these pintail are sky high. And we just start kind of hollering at them just Mm -hmm. to see, like just to bullshit around. We're literally sitting there talking. I think somebody starts to chatter. We start going into a whistle, and these pintail break down from the heavens and just come in and face up and do it dirty. And we knock down a handful of sprigs and. We've talked about this before. I know we have, but there's a video, you know, a friend of mine, John took a video of me running the dog and all that other stuff. But one thing that, that Petty mentioned, we were talking about on the way to South Texas. I was telling him that was probably my favorite hunt from last year. He said that, that wasn't my favorite hunt from last year. Hmm. You know, I was like, well, really? Like what, what did you have that was better? And he said, well, I had a couple that were better. And they were the hunts that he was naming were not, not six, seven man, you know burners or whatever else big sprigs finishing in the hole They were hunts that were pretty like two three man limits but the difference was petty didn't have his dog that day mm-hmm. and so that's the difference in my opinion like absolutely you didn't have your dog because we had we had two other dogs and it was just a i don't know weird circumstance i don't know why you didn't have your dog but you didn't uh you had his dog right and, and and i had rip and so <laughs> I don't know if we were if we had planned to all hunt together or what happened, but I don't know how that they... it's it's crazy to me how people ask, you know, oh it's just a dog. Right. No, or, or say it's just a dog. And and that's the difference right there to me. You went on an absolute banger with all your buddies. We were hanging out, high fiving, having a good time, smoking cigars in the blind, whatever, like not literally, but we're just having a great time. And for you, that was not one of your top mm-hmm. hunts from last year because you didn't have your dog and i completely when you said that it, it, it resonated with me like damn i i understand that because if i don't if i didn't have my dog I, that would have been okay It's all right you know we killed yeah. seven limits but yeah that's all right you know
2: it's people get attached and obviously as a dog owner i don't know if you own a dog or whatever but it you want to go ahead and give Birdie a plug? Go ahead and give Birdie, Do you, plug. Don't you and give Birdie the kind plug. Kind of very
0: little uh, weenie dog. <laughs> well, I got
2: a weenie dog, too. So <laughs> bet he got a weenie he's dog. a badass. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this,
0: this one just tears shit up.
2: Well, that's okay. Weenie dogs are yep. there this year. Hey, hey.
1: I have never owned a lab until th- this dog that I have now, so I am not a veteran in the... Weenie
2: dogs are... I like weenie dogs. Yeah.
1: But anyway,
2: um, it's... I guess the older you get, the more you're going to, and you'll see it. It's the more you, if you don't have your dog, it's. I get it. Granted, it was a great hunt. Don't yep. get me wrong. Yeah, I wouldn't <clears throat> trade it. I loved it. I had a great time. It just wasn't it.
1: I get it. Um, actually, I don't know if a lot of people understand that. But they don't. I 100% I'm going to tell understand. you one that
2: doesn't understand it is breeding. I think he yet, will.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He right. will. He will. He's got that little He's puppy. A, and It's, it's going to change his whole mentality. Sue. Sue. Yep. It oh, is Sue. Old Sue. It's. I mean, it's already changed his mentality. Well, all I can say
2: is after he kicked his best buddy out of the blind that morning. Cause, oh, he did do that. Oh, he did. He did. 100%. Because he was worried about hiding a dog. And Chad had a good dog yeah and john kicked him out yeah john's super hardcore though i don't care how hardcore you are he didn't want to hide a dog he was worried about the dog flaring ducks which call me old school whatever you want to call it but a dog can sit on this table and she ain't gonna flare no dog no ducks yeah right it's where i don't remember where we
1: hunted that day no they were
2: on the pipeline uh, in the reservoir between Southwest Corner and
1: oh, Taco. Oh, yeah. We hunted down in the damn catwalk blind. I can't even. Catwalk? It's got the damn T. It's shaped like a capital T. Oh, you're talking about uh, Gadwall. Gadwall. Yeah. We strummed them. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> we killed them. I've got a picture of, of Chad. His name is Rooster. His guy. <laughs> He's holding a big spoon and Crockett, <laughs> stepping in the blind. Yeah, we did all right that day. But
2: the deal is that, yeah, me, you.
1: Who was that? Me, you, Tony. Me, you. I, I will paint the entire picture. I'll set the scene for the entire mood. All We're right. We're on the way there. And I fucked up and went the wrong way. No. That's not what it, that's not what caused the chaos. Okay. Tony's buggy broke. Yeah. And he was <laughs> <laughs> he was <laughs> Vitor? If you're listening, to that this, was Elvis. You. That the, was Elvis. Elvis, broke, Elvis, Elvis, had Elvis the, broke Tony's buggy. And Tony is very particular with his equipment. Oh and I don't God. blame him, he pays for it. But yeah, it kind of set the pace for the whole morning. So it was a very somber. He was sunrise. madder than a horn. <laughs> oh. In fact,
2: I think I had fireball or something oh, and know, I was shoveling you. it to him to get him to yeah. chill it out. <laughs> it, it infused more <laughs> anger. But yeah, that was a. And then when we go into Gavall, you know, oh, Joe Petty fr- thinks he knows where he's going. Ah. Uh, Took the wrong turn. I don't think you didn't take stuck the wrong turn. Stuck us. Oh, you didn't take the wrong turn. So <laughs> we had to walk. I don't know. We had five people on the boat. Well.
1: You, ain't, you, you can't hit that flat with a 25 getter tail on enough, with enough speed, I don't think. Well, we tried. We tried. But, <laughs> yeah, it was long Anyway,
2: run. everybody had to walk. Tony's yep. mad already. And so he's more mad now because he's got (laughs) he's got to (laughs) walk.
1: Yeah, but But you know what? At the end of it, it was a good trip. Oh yeah, we had fun. I've got a. I've really. I have a great picture, and talk about the importance of pictures. And Mm -hmm. we 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 are fortunate enough to have a very nice lodge Mm -hmm. to display some of our pictures. And we've got to get a couple more of our gun dogs on the wall. But I've got a very good picture of Ruby and daisy on the back of the 37 and with the duck strapped over the 37 i do i remember i've got the picture in my phone so
2: it definitely was uh all the while john kicked his best friend he did out of the blind because of a dog
1: john if you're listening to this shame on you oh he's gonna listen to it and i'm I'm gonna get
2: on him he's gonna be he's gonna be messing with dogs tomorrow
1: (laughs) working gun dogs and he's gonna be listening to this shaking his head
2: but i get on him anyways
1: you gotta you gotta mess with breeding when you can you know
2: breeding is a he is the most dedicated i might have been that way when i was 18 19 i don't know i I don't think i was that way i know i wasn't he's so eat up with it i cannot
1: wait I can't, I'm going to make him – John, if you're listening to this. So, John, this past season, John was the guy that was out here every Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, oh, Friday. Yeah. He's watching ducks. He knows where they're at. So, John was saying, hey, you know, we've got three groups. I'm probably going to go here. I'd like to go here. But I know there's a bunch of birds going to this flat, but it's deep water. And there was a few going to the shallow stuff, just just letting you know. So and you know, you you whatever, pick what you want, and and talk to Tony or whatever when he, yada yada. So I, I told John, I said, you know what, John? I said, I know you said there was more birds going to whatever the place was, right? But I think I'm gonna go to this shallow water because I'll be able to run my dog. And John looked at me and said, I don't know what it is with you you guys with dogs like. I'm going to where the ducks are. And I looked at John. I said, John, I said, one day when you get a dog, you're going to understand. I just soon go somewhere and kill six ducks, then kill 60. If I have my dog, I'd rather kill a six. And I know for a fact, based on how his dog is progressing and how she's doing with the program and, and mm-hmm. how she's kind of eat up with it. And I mean, she's a sidekick. She doesn't, like... John's bringing her to work and doing all this stuff. Oh, I know. I'm going to make his ass eat his words one day. (laughs) Soon. I can say one thing.
2: The older you get, the more numbers don't mean squat. They don't. don't. It's once you get a, quote, companion dog, whatever you want to call it, it's more about what can I do to make. Her, him, whatever, have the best time. Yeah. they they give their all yeah just to go do it. That's what they live for. Yeah. So it's he's gonna get a big trust me, I'm gonna rag his oh, ever loving I can't wait. wait. But and, and if he doesn't bring that dog every single he's time. He's going to. Oh, I'm going he is. to. He's
1: gonna have to. Yeah. He's going to have to. She's cheesy. Hell hell she with goes it, with them I mean, everywhere, as like the it is just, now. Just and that's fine. Today, to come here, my dog monitors every single move from the second that I get home. I walk in the door, five o'clock, he's going to get food. That's our, unless we're going to train or going to do something else, he's going to get food. And so I feed this dog, and while he's eating, he realizes that I'm putting on shorts. And Crocs,
2: he knows you're fixing shirt.
1: <laughs> Something fun <laughs> is getting ready to happen, and he literally walks to his gate, which he's in a, an entire room, but it's got a baby gate at the door. He walks to the room with a mouthful of food and, and and stops chewing and he's staring at me, and he's trying to figure out where are you going and why am I not going? <laughs> do I need to hurry up? And do I need to stop eating? The dedication,
2: just wait, it gets it gets worse. Wait okay. till you get one that's 9, 10, yeah. 11 years old. Cricket, she knows, not right so much now, but if it's hunting season and I get dressed in camo, she's, and Lord help that you got a puppy that you're taking. Yeah. Oh, my, it, it it breaks. Yeah. You know, broke my heart last year. Yeah. But she's, I don't know, hopefully I'll get a, you know, few more hunts out of her anyway
1: well i i I know that we we made a hunt towards the end of this season together Mm -hmm. and and i took some pictures because you never know life Mm -hmm. happens and i tried to take some pictures of of you you know pulling the bird from from cricket and her making her retrieve just in case you never know and so i just know
2: she's the cancer spots or you know She's getting old.
1: Yeah. I will. I have told this once and, you know, I'll I'll say this again. If you are hunting with the friend that has the dog, step your ass out of the blind. Mm -hmm. Take the pictures of your friend retrieving, you know, grabbing the birds from his dog, working his dog, doing all that other stuff, because you have no idea those pictures are worth a thousand words in the future
2: and it doesn't matter if she's a rock dog it, it doesn't it, it really doesn't, doesn't matter. matter in that guy's you
1: know? eyes that has that dog that's the best thing that ever lived you know i've and, had
2: my fair share of rock dogs yeah. it, it it is what it is well, but you know i don't know uh i hate to see cricket getting into that point yeah but
1: it it's a point it in life that i i definitely fear. And I know it's coming. It's inevitable. Oh, it's, coming. it's inevitable. It's inevitable. I mean, you can't. I mean, you can't. Can't avoid it. You know, no. it, it sucks. But. I've been
2: very fortunate with her. I've gotten nine really good years. Probably gonna get a tenth. Um, you know, and everybody says, "Well, that's not that old for a lab." Well, put them in this marsh and she's had a hard time. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a uh, because her first, I don't know. Y'all got it easy, because trust me, Tony was, I don't know what's happened with him, <laughs> but my first three, four years was in strictly deep water. Yeah. That's all I ever hunted, and I know Cricket was six months old, a year old, two years old, whatever, but everything she was doing was swimming. Yeah. And in lily pads. Yeah. it To where now, I hate to say it, but y'all younger guys, y'all y'all get y'all get it lucky. easy we've been
1: lucky <laughs> i'm not gonna lie we've been lucky so. i mean and a lot of people don't understand we are not ho- hunting open wide open fallow fields rice fields no you're near not I, i'll i can send my my dog on the three three hundred two hundred yard blinds and all that other stuff but you're
2: not gonna do it here i'm not though.
1: gonna do it here a hundred, yard, reason, a hundred yards 100 yards would be a
2: stretch, a, a stretch. yeah um It's. I'm not knocking Riceville dogs because they're. It is what it is. But you know when you can see three, four, five, six levees. You know that that's. It's just a different ballgame. That's right.
1: That's exactly right. But well, Petty, I definitely appreciate you coming on. Absolutely. I think we've covered a lot of bases. (laughs)
2: we covered a lot
1: covered a lot we've covered a whole whiskey bottle but at least (laughs) (laughs) we we did good (laughs) yeah we did good (laughs) (laughs) ain't much left to her but i have enjoyed it this is an episode that i have been anticipating um you've been around the block you know you really have and i'm i'm proud to know you i really am
2: well it's been a i'm very fortunate to do what I do and and meet the people that I've met um you as far as a you're a snot-nosed kid <laughs> I know I was. A <laughs> but <laughs> you have turned out into a great guy
1: well thank you and, that's and, all it that matters honestly
2: it is you know it's an honor
1: well I appreciate it I really do I give you credence for a lot of that man I really do get a kid involved hunting absolutely kid involved fishing. any young one doesn't yep. matter it steered me down different paths that avoided a lot of chaos and hoodlum stuff and whatever else you know
2: well there's plenty of roads of we can go down nowadays that are bad That's right. and at least outdoors you know unless you do something stupid it's the
1: best way to go a hundred percent Oh, thank you for coming on. Yes, sir. Thank, thank you for coming out. Thank y'all, both yes, of sir. y'all.
0: Yes, sir. All right, guys, that is gonna do it for this week's episode. Be sure and like and follow us on our socials.
1: We're on everything but OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no OnlyFans. <laughs> no one wants to
0: see us there. Oh shit! Oh uh, my. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, subscribe to our podcast platforms, wherever you get your podcast. Rate and review the show. If there is a option for a review, write us a little something sweet. Until next time, y'all be safe and happy hunting.